Ladies and gentlemen, how you doing? Welcome to another episode of Sleepers for Billionaires, the podcast. I am your host, Johnny Vegas. And today I got a special guest on my show. This man is an author. He hosts his own podcast alongside Dane Dash. Has the book out right now, Secret to Ballin', along with Culture Vultures. Ladies and gentlemen, Kenyatta Griggs. What's up, bro? What's going on, my brother? Good. Thank you for having me. Oh, man. Thank you for coming, y'all. It's a me blessing time. to have you, man. Bro. I've been watching your work for a long time, man. It's yeah. crazy, you yeah. know. And I am and I sit there and I listen to what you guys have to say on your podcast, and it's very interesting. And just to have you on my podcast, and also you have, you're hosting your own podcast. It's, Appreciate it. It's man. pretty dope. Yeah. I think today might be a bit interesting. You yeah, know what I'm dope. saying? Definitely. Man. You know, now you're on the other side. Instead of interviewing exactly, people, you get exactly. to be nah, in I'm all for it, man. This is dope. Thank you for having me. Bro. No problem, man. No yeah. problem, man. So tell me, where'd, where'd you get your start, man? I mean, where, did you start as an author? Did you start with the podcast? Like, where did you get your start? Well, rewinding before the podcast and also being an author, mm -hmm. you know, I was a barber. Okay. Um, I'm a barber by trade, mm. so that was really how I just was my bread and butter. And what I did was I started cutting entertainers in the business, uh, from music to um, just all forms of entertainment, mm -hmm. cutting different people from my cuts being precise, you know, people seeing someone that I've cut, and then they connected me with other people, like they connected me with Dame and the crew from Rockefeller back in the day. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I kept doing it. I owned my own salon since I was like 21 years old. Wow, congratulations, for a bro. Good, for a good 17 years I owned it, and I got up out of there because, you know, barbering was like something I did and something I was just good at. Mm. But my true love, you know, had always been writing. Mm. So... Writing music or just writing? No, nah, writing, writing in general. Okay. You know, writing books, writing uh, ideas for shows, movies, whatever it may be. But um, mm. you know, I've been writing for a long time. But that's always been my passion: mm. writing and speaking. And so, what I did was, it got to a point where barbering, barbering wasn't fulfilling that inner that inner feeling that I needed to fulfill, right. which was my love, the passion. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I tell people all the time, like in a lot of my work, is that you have to follow what it is you truly love to do. Now, what you're good at, you know, if it brings in profits, it can be a little tricky to you because you think that that's the end-all, be-all to right. your life mm -hmm. because you're making money. You're making 100000 to a $1 million a year off of something you're good at, but it's not really fulfilling you. It's not giving you that that inner that it's not it's not satisfaction. that inner satisfaction you need you know what I'm saying that keeps you thriving and keeps you focused on your purpose and you know where people get around you and they're like damn you know this man is on his purpose right you know and when you get on your purpose it's a different feeling than just doing something that you're good at no totally I, I I totally agree with that bro like I didn't really figure out what my purpose was until I kind of analyzed what I've been doing right. up to this point you know I've been pushing the music dream and pushing the film game and stuff but then I realized when when I got to LA started acting and started growing as an artist and an individual I started realizing like hold on I've been writing my whole life I've been right. writing music I've been writing ideas for this show I've been you know and and but I always incorporated it to something else never to just simplifying things and just just write just right. write a movie and right. then do what you need to do to build what you just wrote on top of that, like mm -hmm. talk to directors and go to those meetings and do the pitches and get the agents and stuff like that. So, you know, it's crazy how like I had to see what it was I was doing to find my purpose in life and, and then kind of meet the two. And, and what you go. probably saw from that to chime into what you're saying is mm -hmm. that everything else began to fall into place. So exactly. like I tell a lot of brothers, and this is off the record, but mm -hmm. like 
including when you're dealing with a young lady. Mm-hmm. You know, women are intrigued and more in tune when a man has his passion in front of them. Mm. See, when your passion, when you when you're going after your purpose and you have that passion and that desire that to, uh, to to the ambition to to accomplish your purpose, mm-hmm. you know, it seems as if a woman is more in tune with that than a man that's just doing something because he's good at it. Right. You know, I mean, of course, who doesn't like a lot of great money and different things? We all understand that. But it's something about when you love doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? The energy and the vibration of that attracts a lot of wonderful people to you. That's and it exactly. does keep things in line. It makes other things fall fall into place as well. Right. So, you know, for me, to everybody listening, is just really follow your purpose. Mm-hmm. You know, go after your purpose. Don't go after money. Mm-hmm. Money's going to come, you know, because... As you develop and as you begin to get good at anything you're doing, you know, money is inevitable. It's going to come. It's going to happen. That's a fact. You know, and then you figure out different ways of, you know, eating off of what it is you love. But I wouldn't do that right off. I would just focus on achieving your purpose. Mm-hmm. Stay, keep that purpose in front of you. Yeah. You know. That's a fact. You know what's crazy? Um, another thing that made me realize that was when I saw the Notorious movie mm-hmm. and that conversation that... Diddy had with Biggie when he was like, don't chase the money, chase the dream. Mm-hmm. When I first saw it, I didn't understand mm-hmm. what he meant. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? And then, you know, after later on in life, after reading books like The Secret mm-hmm. and Laws of Attraction, all right. that stuff, I started realizing that, you know, if you chase something that you love and you get good at it, it eventually will bring forth the wealth that you seek. Yeah. You know, but don't focus on just the wealth because that'll take you anywhere. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It'll yeah. take you into the streets, yeah. take you anywhere. You know what I'm saying? But if yeah. you focused on that goal, and that's and that's, and that's a real thing, you know, like the law of attraction is a real law, mm-hmm. you know. Um, there are seven principles that hold the world down, and they're called the seven hermetic principles. Mm-hmm. And the law of attraction just happens to be an infant of one of the major laws, which is the law of correspondence connected to the law of vibration. Mm-hmm. Really, it's the law of vibration because, you know, the way you feel means everything to what you attract. Right. So however you're feeling about whatever it is you're doing mm-hmm. is truly the magnetic force that brings things to you. Right. So the more you focus on something, the faster things come to you. Mm-hmm. The less, the least amount of focus you give to something, the slower it takes for you to accomplish that thing. Yeah. So, you know, and that's where the law of attraction comes from. So, um, like I say, man, I tell a lot of people, man, just if anything else, you know, get into the laws of the universe you know you don't really have to read so many different books if you just understand natural law right once you get natural law no matter what religion you believe no matter what you follow Mm -hmm. everything will fall into place once you understand natural law right there's nothing above natural law no i agree i mean positive thoughts breed positive outcome Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. the opposite you know what i'm saying so i'm i'm and it's, and it's seven principles. You know, the first principle is mentalism. Mm-hmm. You know, and in uh, that in that principle states that the mind is all, the all is mind, and everything in the universe is mental. Mm-hmm. So if you stick and you stay on that one definition of the law of mentalism, and you just keep going over it and start paying attention to what's going on around you, mm-hmm. that's the answer to all questions. Right. That's the solution to everything. Right. Understanding that the mind is all, and the all is mind. What is the all? Some people call it God. Some people call it source energy. Some mm-hmm. people call it Allah. Mm-hmm. Some people, whatever you might want to call it, just understand that the God force is within you, right. not without you. Mm-hmm. So once you get that into into your your movement, 
what happens is you start learning that things become easier because then you start understanding focus. Mm -hmm. You start understanding resolve, mm -hmm. which is to keep going no matter what's in front of you. Right. See, when you have that those that principle, the understanding of that principle, it's easy for things to come to you because mm -hmm. then you start taking in the right seeds that'll get you that'll that'll bring forth the manifestation you're looking for. Right. Yeah. You know what's crazy? It's like that logic is also applied in the Bible when it talks about mm -hmm. the three dimensions of first is God, then is man, then is God and man together, which mm -hmm. is the third dimension, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? And it's crazy how... The triune, the triune, yeah, they call it the Son, the Father, and the Holy Ghost. Exactly, right. Right. so it's like, but it's crazy how that same logic is applied just with different wording, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. it's like how the how it came from the origin, but it, everybody's just applying the different and that And those tactics. laws came before the Bible and before the Quran and all that stuff. So, mm -hmm. you know, like the story of Jesus is the story of Heru, which is out of uh, ancient Kemet, which is now known as Egypt. Mm -hmm. So if you go study Heru and Osiris and Isis, Isis being the mother, being Mary, which is the mother, Mary's the mother of Jesus. Right. So you start studying these things and you start learning that you know, it's it's all relative and it's all connected. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But natural law is uh, something that is on the walls of the pyramids. And, you know, it didn't have a business plan up there. It didn't have a family <laughs> plan. It right. had a plan for you to know thyself. Which right. is the most important thing, man. It's just, you know, like, just becoming more selfish mm -hmm. with your time, with your energy, where you put your attention. Things begin to fall into place for you. It's an art to being selfish. I'm not talking about the immature selfish where you're just a taker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, in order to be a, a great giver and to become selfless, you have to first become selfish. Mm -hmm. Because I can't give you something that I'm not giving myself. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's like someone coming to borrow money from you. How can you really give them what they're asking for unless you have it to give? Right. So first, I tell people to fill their own cups up. Right. And that's what being selfish is. And But selfish is a bad word to a lot of people because, you know, people, we've been taught that selfish, oh, when you hear selfish, like, yeah, oh, that's a bad yeah, thing. It's like but, they just for themselves. But in actuality, if you look up the prefix ish, and then you the word self and ish, ish means about or of. Mm -hmm. So you're about or of the self. Right. And that's where you want to be. Um, you want to become more focused on becoming a giver mm -hmm. than a taker. Mm -hmm. And being selfish in the right way, mm -hmm. a healthy selfish, right. is how you become an automatic giver. Sounds like you just came up with your next book, bro. Well, yeah, that's, that's, something, that's, something, yeah, something, that's something I'm working on. Yeah, it's something I'm working on called, you know, so The Art of Selfish. And um, just, um, that's a tentative title right now, by the way. But yeah. um, I've just been doing a lot more studying on what it really takes to really achieve a higher level of things, right. you know, and it's not all about achievement of money or things or, or uh, anything material. It's really based around getting to the level where you're truly happy. Mm -hmm. You accept who you are. You love who you are. And when you begin to accept who you are, you love who you are. You begin to put out the vibration to people around you. And they feed off that. And mm -hmm. they, they can they can actually, people will start mimicking you mm -hmm. and start getting to, into themselves and accepting themselves, accepting their body. Right. Because you can't really, like right now, you know, I'm on a heavy focus of working out mm -hmm. and, and, and a heavy workout, uh, a weight, getting a getting rid of goal, not a weight loss because to lose something means you're going to find it again. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going back to find that. Right. You know, and so it's just once you get focused... 
you know, it's like you actually teach you actually teach people through your own movement, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm a believer in that, you know. So it's like motivation is through my own movement. So I'm constantly doing, trying to focus on doing things in accordance with accomplishing that goal that I'm reaching for, mm-hmm. which is losing a hundred pounds. That's what's up. Where's you at? Where you at now from when you started? Well, right now I've uh, I've just been about three weeks. I've taken off over like fifteen pounds. That's what's so, up. So more politics. Yeah, more yeah. Power. So so you know it's it's just you know it's like it's like anything else, man. It's just staying focused, staying focused on what it is you truly uh, want to do, and that's what brings forth happiness. Because there's a mm-hmm. lot of unhappy people out here, man. That's a fact, man. I think it's just the way they look at the world, man. Mm-hmm. If they just kind of switch their perspective on mm-hmm. things, man, and keep doing what they're doing, I right. think everything would be all right, man. Right. So um. What's the secret of to balling to you? Well, the secret of balling again is is based around happiness. It's, it's based on you going after your purpose. Mm-hmm. It's not based on you just f- focusing on making money and material items. And the name itself throws people off because it says balling. Mm-hmm. And I did that on purpose because naturally to the common mind mm-hmm. when they hear the word balling they're thinking money they're thinking riches they're thinking jewelry they're thinking cars what they see in rap videos exactly mm-hmm. but what it really is is about that inner joy mm-hmm. see when you have inner joy what happens is things begin to fall into place regardless mm-hmm. because then your conscious mind the things that you see around you you no longer are being taken to the left or to the right by the ups and downs of life. Mm-hmm. You're no longer being just pulled left to right, becoming excited if things are good, becoming depressed if things are bad. Mm-hmm. You become an observer of what's going on in front of you, mm-hmm. and you have a balance of emotion. And right. that's the law of rhythm, which is one of the seven principles mm-hmm. connected to the law of mentalism I told you about. Yeah. The pendulum swing. And so the whole story with Jesus walking on water, as you've probably heard the story of Jesus walking on water mm-hmm. was connected is connected to the law of rhythm okay the ups and the downs are in equal proportion right you know what I'm saying so once you become an observer of the things going on instead of a reactor mm-hmm. your life will become better at what point in your life did you begin thinking like this because I know something had to happen or you know, just a, a chain of events had to take place to where you just had you just basically woke up. Yeah, uh, some things did. Some things did take place, but I've always had knowledge of self, and I think that I've gathered the information I've gathered from having knowledge of self at different levels. Mm-hmm. You know, um, in school, I wasn't really so much focused on school other than the basic knowledge on how to, you know, read and write, right. mathematics and things like that. Mm-hmm. But I've always found myself drawn to further knowledge, mm-hmm. you know, the, the so-called hidden knowledge mm-hmm. that the average person is not aware of. But what really turned my life around is when I first started the company Hip Hop Motivation, the day I came up with the concept for Hip Hop Motivation, including my first project, Thinking Ball Out, mm-hmm. um, I was shot six times. Wow. Matter of fact, what's funny is we're downtown about literally probably like five minutes away from here. That's oh. why I got shot, like up the street. Yeah. Um, guy came out and just started shooting me down. And um, Sorry to hear that, man. laying there, that it was a beautiful thing that occurred because it pushed me into a different paradigm. Mm. At first, you know, the, it was unfortunate going through that feeling or whatever. But as I began to observe what took place in what was taking place, I began to understand a lot, a lot of things, you mm-hmm. know, like procrastination was something that I was 
used to doing, putting things off until tomorrow. Mm -hmm. But and that may have been even telling my loved ones how I felt about them. Right. You know what I'm saying? Being more in tune with my children, mm -hmm. hollering at my mother because yeah. she's here. And in that situation, I became a doer instead of a person that procrastinates and puts things off for the next day. Yeah. Because I was laying on the ground looking at no more tomorrows. Right. And so in that, I understood, I began to understand a lot of different things. I didn't take, I stopped taking things for granted. Right. You know, and, uh, that's that's what I see most more, more than anything else with most people is that they they take things for granted and think that it's just supposed to be given mm -hmm. or tomorrow's promised right and so they lead their lives like that and then when tomorrow's not promised yeah there's an old saying man it's like death always it's, it's sad that death is what mostly put life in perspective Absolutely. you know what I'm saying it sucks that that's that's true because we yeah. have the opportunity to Put life in perspective mm -hmm. without going through those near-death situations, mm -hmm. you know, but it's like, what, would, you get what would pleasure be without pain and what would pain be without pleasure? Right. I mean, you know, that's another law within the seven called the law of polarity. Mm -hmm. Everything has a pole. Everything has its opposites. Right. Masculine, feminine. Right. Nothing works without the pol without polarity. Exactly. These, this camera doesn't work without the balanced wires of masculine and feminine coming together to bring forth recording. Right. These, these lights don't work without it. Right. The car doesn't work without it. If you pop your hood, you know, you see your battery has a red wire and a black wire. Mm -hmm. That's masculine and feminine. Right. Our brains, ourselves, don't work in balance without right brain, left brain, mm -hmm. masculine and feminine principle within us. Right. So everybody's an androgynous being, mm -hmm. mentally and spiritually as well as physically. We just are not in tune with it. And I think that for our people, you know, especially with black people, mm -hmm. all people, mm -hmm. but black people mainly, is that we have to get back into natural law principles. Mm -hmm. We have to study that and live by that and understand what we're really doing when we're doing it. Right. Because what happens is we become breakers of the law. Mm -hmm. And to break the law is a transgression. Mm -hmm. That means I've taken something from you. Mm -hmm. All forms of transgressions of the law are forms of theft. Right. If I shoot you and kill you, I have taken your life. Right. If I beat you up and took you out of feeling good in your body temple, I have taken your ability to feel good within your right. body. Your confidence and if all that. Yeah. I rape a woman, mm -hmm. I have taken her body. Right. So they're all forms of theft and we have to get back into these things and live by these principles. Right. You know, living by principle. The word principle comes from the word principia, mm -hmm. which means chief necessary. It's chief and it's necessary. Right. No, that that makes perfect sense, man. I'm just trying to figure out how can we get everybody in the same accord to follow these principles, you know, and... Great question. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, that's a great, what I'm saying. That's a great question, but, you know, at the same time, you're not, gonna, you're not going to move everybody in the same direction. At you the know, same there's time, a, there's yeah. a small There's a small amount of conscious people. Mm -hmm. It's never worked. We saw it with Malcolm X. We right. saw it with Elijah Muhammad with the Nation of Islam. Mm -hmm. We saw it with, with King in, on some aspects. Mm -hmm. But it's not, you, it's not really for you to get everybody in the line. It's for you as an individual to apply these things to yourself and understand that there will be people within your cipher that will check you out and will see you moving in accordance with natural mm -hmm. law. And then you'll be able to build on it with the people that are watching you. Because people will ask you what's going on. How did you achieve success? Right. How did you do these different things within your relationship, mm -hmm. friendship, whatever it may be? When you know natural law, it makes everything around you that much better. Yeah, it seems like all you can do is lead by example and mm -hmm. have faith, and then yeah. once those see your success and all that, then right. 
you can share the information. Absolutely. That's the power. The power is in the faith. It's in the belief. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because, yeah. you know, as I say in my project, your belief in yourself is your belief in God, and your belief in God is also your belief in yourself. Right. So once you understand that, and you understand these lessons, and you get you get deep into understanding these principles, mm -hmm. understanding those seven principles that apply to everything. Mm -hmm. It's inevitable. You can't name something that these principles don't apply to. That's a fact. That's a fact. Yeah. So why are you the hip-hop motivator? Well, like I said, the day I came up with the concept to do hip-hop motivation, it was based around because I'm a, I'm a, I love to read. I love audio books. And, you know, back in the day when I go out with my homeboys and I would forget to pop the CD out, yeah. they would get in my car and be like, this nigga listening to some, some white people. And it sounded corny. <laughs> and we were on our way to the club, so I had to hurry up and adjust my, get the CD out. And so... It's always been something that was on my mind to create a project that we're, we're saying the same thing as them, but with our energy behind it. Mm. You know, maybe over a certain, a certain type of beat. Mm -hmm. Maybe, you know, just the slang I'm using when I'm saying what I'm saying. Right. You know, it's like, it's just a different vibration, a different rhythm. And I came up with the name Hip Hop Motivation. And I said, I, I actually wrote down that I wanted to be a self-help company from a hip hop perspective. Mm. Something that helps the culture of hip hop because in a lot of senses... The culture of hip-hop being that it has a different polarity of entertainment coming out of hip-hop. Some, mm -hmm. some of it's good to some people, some of it's bad to some people. Right. You know, and I'm not really one on what's good and what's bad right. because all of it's relative. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because you can't have pleasure without pain. Right. You know, you Makes can't sense. have pain without pleasure. So mm -hmm. you need both of them. You right. need that gangster rap. You mm -hmm. need people to understand that reality that's going on in the hood. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You don't need people to live by that and and act on it yeah. in that way, but you're not going to stop it anyway because it's always going to be a balance of light and dark. Right. And the darkness is really where the most potential lies. Yeah. You know, when you're in the dark, the darkness the darkness represents ignorance. Mm -hmm. You know, it could be the darkness of not knowing how to act at first, you being an actor. Mm -hmm. You were in the dark once upon a time on right. what goes on on sets. Yeah. And now that as you proceed and you keep moving along your journey mm -hmm. it's like those lights that you turn up and it's the light slowly gets brighter and brighter mm -hmm. it's the same principle right that you're now going into the light where once upon a time you were in the dark on how it works right and so i my my whole aim with people that are in the hood and just all over the world is just for them to understand that embrace that darkness mm -hmm. embrace that darkness because the darkness holds the most potential right and the most potential means you're going into the light. When you're already in the light, you're in the light. Exactly. But the Man. darkness <laughs> says that, okay, I'm ignorant in this way or that way. Let me move forward and let me take on, educate myself or become better and greater mm -hmm. so I can go into the light. Hmm. I like that, man. Yeah. I like, to be honest, that first sentence you said when I asked you why you're the hip-hop motivator, mm -hmm. it's called a self-help company from a hip-hop perspective. perspective. That is a great mission statement for that. Mm -hmm. You know, I thought you were going to say a self-help book. When you said company, it's company, like, damn, yeah, like, yeah. you're taking it beyond right. audio books yeah. and stuff, man. Right. When did when did you fall in love with hip-hop? Like, was there a song? Shit, was there man, era? That's a great. That's a great question, too, man. And I talk about it all the time. My children probably get tired of me talking about hip-hop, but... Mm -hmm. I've always loved, like, I'm going to say, like, real talk, early, early 80s, man, when I, when I heard Jam on it, and, mm. you know, being in L.A., and, 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 you know, L.A. was known for popping. Right. You know, it was breakers out here, but it was known for pop locking. Mm -hmm. Just that sound, man, it just was like I was attracted to it, man. I was like a little kid, like five-year-old, and 
you know, to be a little kid and actually grow up with hip hop. And I tell my children this, it's different than someone now that grew up in the 90s or grew up that was born in the 90s and just, you know, they're going into hip hop now. But yeah. it's just different, man, because it's like when you're a kid, it's like, shit. It was like every song was like a brand new toy to us, man. Yeah. We heard Curtis Blow. It was like, you know, now I probably wouldn't listen to that like that now. Yeah. But the certain songs, he's a dope MC. But right. it's like it's so much that I was in love with, man. Like especially when I was in high school in the 90s, man. Mm -hmm. Like that whole 90s, they were like 93, 94, Nas yeah. and, and Snoop and oh, the Chronic man, album. And all, yeah. yeah, and all that stuff was coming out. And it was just like and Pac was, you know, and Biggie was doing their thing. It, was, mm -hmm. it just was... Those were amazing times, man. Yeah, man. Amazing times. And I've always been... The golden era. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And so I looked at it like kind of like what I'm doing is almost... It's just... In a lot of ways, it's sort of like a janitorial service for hip-hop, okay. you know? So it's not like we're trying to clean hip-hop up, but I'm providing a service that can help people further their lives and help them on their journey, whatever it may be. Hmm. That's interesting, man. How, so you say your kids get tired of hearing this story every time you tell I'm them? I'm sure they do. I see their faces. They, you know, they be like, oh, you know how your children, you know, children do yeah, that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, they, like, still, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> still to this day, I'm still in love with hip-hop, man. I'm still in love with it, man. I'm, I still believe in it. Yeah. I still believe that it is the, the last voice of the voiceless. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so I've always been in appreci high appreciation of my people getting down. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. So... I'm just, I love music in general, but I just love hip-hop, man. I'm the same way, brother. I mean, hip-hop started where I'm from, from the yeah, Bronx, from you the know Bronx. what I'm saying? 1984, I believe. Yeah. And I was born in 85, you know, right, so right. I grew up right all along in the 90s yeah. era. Because it was like the 70s when they was really like in the parks and all that stuff, mm -hmm. man. You know what I'm saying? Cool Herc and, you know, all the real MCs on Sedgwick, you yeah, know what I'm saying? Sedgwick. So like, I actually yeah. lived out like two blocks from Sedgwick. I lived right. on Burnside. I'm not sure if you're familiar oh, with Oh, yeah, I mean, a little bit. Not really. I mean, when I go to New York, you know what I'm saying? I'll be in like Harlem usually or Manhattan. Oh, okay. Time, you know what I'm saying? But, that's you know, what I'm yeah. No, it's okay. Yeah, but it is what it is. It's mm -hmm. like, but you know, it's like, um, I, just, I just always felt like there was a void that needed to be filled within hip-hop. And so that's where I came in. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I, I didn't really... And it wasn't something like it was like, oh, it was just such a big deal. But it was like, to me, it was a big deal to give information to people that low-key have been left in the dark on purpose. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I'm going to keep it real with you. You know, like, it's, it's not even sugarcoat the shit. Like, people in the hood have been left in the dark on purpose. They're mm -hmm. not really giving this information to uplift themselves and their people. Right. So I said, why not, you know, use my platform to bring forth some information that may help men become men and women become women. Mm -hmm. And that's what we did. And that's when, that's when you start seeing me with Dane sitting on the couch. But I was doing stuff before Dane, right. which was thinking ball out. And, you know, here we are today. Yeah, the whole manifest, uh, the situation manifests for you, man. Right. So how did you link up with Dane? You know, like, how was the introduction? How Did you reach out to him and he got back to you? How did that... No, I met Dane, like I was, like I said, I was cutting a guy by the name of Walter Millsap, who, who was the guy who put out, uh, they had a little singing group called Mindless Behavior. Mm -hmm. And this was way before Mindless. I don't, even think, I don't even know if they were born yet. But uh, Walter Millsap, I was cutting his hair. And uh, Jay Brown, who was one of the heads over at Rock Nation today, mm -hmm. him and Damon Dash were good friends at right. the time. Mm -hmm. I don't, you know, I don't really know their situation now, but I know at the time they were like, Dame was the best man at his wedding. Mm -hmm. So I met 
Dame and the Rockefeller crew, Biggs and all them, including Kanye, through a guy named Jay Brown. Mm-hmm. And from there, I just always had like a tight connection to Dame because mm-hmm. myself, I, um, my mother is very uh, outspoken. You know, I grew up in uh, with an alpha female. Right. You know, I, and for people that understand what alpha and alpha males and females are, right. they're people that don't really make excuses right. for whatever's going on. They keep it real no matter what. Yeah. And so my mother was like that growing up. Like I had a mother that I couldn't tell her a teacher didn't like me. That's why I'm failing. Mm. She always went to the root cause of a situation. Yeah. Regardless of what's going on. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? If they don't like you, make them like you. Exactly. Put, work harder. Right. Do what you're supposed to you do. You ain't doing enough. Do what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I couldn't go to my mom's crying about nothing. And, you know, oh, mama. I ain't had that kind of mother. And so Dame is one of those guys. He's that type of guy, too. He's real vocal on his opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of times, you know, he'll say something. And I'll be like, okay, I agree. You know what I'm saying? I don't agree with everything. But for the most part, I'll say about... About a good seventy five percent of most of the things he says, I agree with. That's you good. Know, but the only reason, like sometimes you don't see me con, you don't see me battling with him on camera, mm-hmm. is because of his his the work he's put in and what he's accomplished mm-hmm. with what he had. Right. And so I want people that are watching to be able to absorb that information. Right. Look at his swagger, how he's saying it, what he's doing, mm-hmm. and maybe maybe it'll rub off on him. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because there's a lot of times like. I sit there and I like I tell my ladies sometimes I'll be mm-hmm. like I'm listening but I'm like you know I'm 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 conscious of, of natural law so right. you know and I understand that all truths are but have truths mm-hmm. you know so you saying it but that don't mean it's gonna work for you right that don't mean it's gonna work for that person watching right it happened for you but it's not even because of the error it's just everything works in accordance with the person mm-hmm. that is delivering the message that's a fact or delivering the thought mm-hmm. or delivering the action. So, you know, it's like, I just felt like it was a need for people to hear this information because I seen him live it. Mm-hmm. See, for, for years before we even started recording, I saw this guy living it. So he was saying that he would live it. I said, damn, they need to see this. Yeah. You know, I'm one of those people that do that too. Right. If I say something, I feel like, man, it's like I have to take responsibility for whatever I say. So mm-hmm. I can't even live with myself if I don't put forth the effort to do what I say I'm going to, going to do. Yeah, and I noticed that even with our interview scheduling today. Yeah, you know what yeah, I'm saying? I had like, to, you know, figure it out, man. Like, yeah, you know, no, you had things yeah. going on. And yeah. I even said, I was like, if you can't make yeah, it cause so I'm, good, Yeah, because I'm definitely one of those people, man, I'm on my purpose. So, yeah. you know, it was like last week it was a little tough because I had to, like, you know, we doing things online through Shindig mm-hmm. for the Culture Vultures book. But I also, you know, I got my family and then, mm-hmm. but the main thing is I'm totally on my purpose. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like writing, I got other projects I'm doing. Right, right, right. You know? No, that's, that's awesome. I'm glad to hear that, man. So how did you guys come up with the culture vulture? Because just on the outside looking mm-hmm. in, when I first caught wind of the actual word, it was more or less about record execs who weren't from the culture, mm-hmm. basically uh, taking advantage of those from the culture and, you know, kind of just... Uh, I don't want. I don't want to say just taking advantage, but basically making money off right. something that they had nothing to do with. But okay. that, mm-hmm. I get that part. Mm-hmm. But as a businessman, mm-hmm. if you see an opportunity like that, you don't have to be from the culture to do it. Like for example, I mean, you know, if somebody wants to sell crack or something like that, you don't have to be from you know where they sell crack to sell crack. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? You just 
get you a pack and do what you got to right, do. Right, I mean, right. and, and essentially, you're, you're selling death. Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. still, you know what I'm saying? I mean, that's just smart business to yeah, me. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a funny thing because, you know, like you said, you're selling death, you know, but there's always going to be somebody to fill a void no matter what it is, mm -hmm. you know, because under natural law, there's a law, like I said, called polarity, and it's always going to be that. Mm -hmm. You can't escape it. Somebody's going to fill that void. Someone's going to get that money. Exactly. <laughs> Somebody's going to eat off of it. Someone, there's also going to be people that don't take advantage of the people that are weaker than them. Mm -hmm. You know, you're always going to have molesters, mm -hmm. but then you're also going to have people that don't molest. Right. So it's always, it's just the way the world is, man, and the first thing is just to understand the rules you live by and stick to that. And so the book Culture Vultures came from just Dan kept saying it. He kept saying Culture Vultures, Culture mm -hmm. Vultures. And I was like, damn, that's crazy because the name of the book initially was Reasonable Clout. Mm -hmm. I named it Reasonable Clout because I felt like even without him being with the Rockefeller crew, he still had a certain amount of clout in the streets. Right. And people knew that He's the per he was the Phil Jackson to those championships. Yeah, yeah. He put you know in work. Saying? Yeah, he put in work. You know, and one thing about it, Phil can still go coach right now, but Jordan might not really be able to get in the game right now with LeBron and playing like that. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? He's good, but yeah. I'm sure he can if he got in shape, but with the knees sixty years old. <laughs> it's like, you know, just giving people plays to run and then, you know, they're running those plays and they're accomplishing that chip. Mm -hmm. That means a lot. You right. know, so that culture vulture's name, he he coined it. Connected to Leo Cohen, right? He coined coined it for Steve Stout, you know. He coined it coined it for Todd Moskovitz, if that's how you say it. Moskovitz, yeah. I think that's how you say it, and so on and so on. And um, as I was listening to his stories and his experience with these people, I felt it. You know what I'm saying? Because I've also experienced a culture vulture vibration within the hair industry. Mm. You know, I had my own product line. Before Bump Assassin, Bump Assassin was a product. I don't know for people that are in tune with what I'm doing, Bump Assassin was a product that I had among 18 other products. Mm. Um, I had relaxers, grease. I had all types of different things, and I had uh, a chemist out in San Diego, this guy named Willie Morrow, who mm. invented the Jerry Curl. Wow! And um, it was it was funny because he was telling me initially, like, yeah, well, the Koreans they won't let you just put your products in their stores mm. because they go they go connect with Revlon and all these other great people but there were a few people that were actually for the independent mm -hmm. market right but for the most part not really mm. not really and so by them not having love for the culture of black hair mm -hmm. they don't care about you trying to get in right, right, get right. in the game they're just you know? trying to make money they're just trying to make money right you know what I'm saying and you really can't hate on it but at the same time this is something that falls among black people that's been falling among us forever. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You get people that they bother what we have up, mm -hmm. sell it to the masses, but don't really care about how you feel about what you're selling to the masses, or they don't really have a love for it. Mm -hmm. They just have the love for the money. I mean, I, 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 hear, I hear what you guys are saying. Shout mm -hmm. out Dane Dash. I see where you guys are coming from. You know, on that, I can see mm -hmm. how people can feel like that. But then a person like myself, if that happened to me, mm -hmm. that would motivate me more 
to do it on my own on a bigger scale, you mm -hmm. know? So instead of getting upset mm -hmm. and lashing out, mm -hmm. just do something about your situation to mm -hmm. bring forth what it is that you would want ultimately. And that's, and that's, that's really what I've done, speaking for myself as well as Dame. Mm -hmm. What I did was I started selling the product out of my trunk, out of my shop, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? And it was successful. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I was flipping product for a long time. Still go. flipping bumper sass, mm -hmm. you know? So that was my first experience with the whole culture vulture thing mm. you know what I'm saying before Dame even said it before it was even a word in my vocabulary right. that was my experience with people there's someone that doesn't want you to know the game mm -hmm. they don't they want to block you and they don't want you to know the game because if you know the game you don't need to play with them Right. you're going to create your own league if That's you don't play the game with them Right. you can go anywhere and play the game all over the world and they always want you to want them and need them okay so now that you guys have the book out what is the goal? What is the purpose for this book? I know you want to spread the message, but what do you want people to realize and do well, about it? Well, the book the book is it was created from an independent heart and an independent mindset. Mm -hmm. And so, what from my from me writing, actually sitting and writing the book mm -hmm. and taking what Dame said and chiseling it, and making it sharper, is for people that are looking to go into their own purpose. Okay. And do what it is they truly love. Because a lot of times we get caught up in jobs and mm -hmm. we never go into what we love. You got people that work at FedEx that write songs. Yeah. You got people that work at McDonald's that sing like a mug. You already mm -hmm. know. There's yeah, so many people out here with different talents and different things. You got people that are working at Office Depot, but they love construction. They love engineering. Mm -hmm. Right. We're not saying that you can't go get a job. That's the first thing I want people to the job is for you to get money for you know you gotta you gotta have ends you gotta have ends meet you gotta right. you gotta pay your bills you gotta do whatever you have to do but mm -hmm. begin to make what it is you really desire to do a part time job until you can make it a full time lifestyle right I like you know that. what I'm saying so I believe in like if you are working at FedEx or you're working somewhere when you get off put those hours into whatever your passion is. Mm -hmm. Whatever it is you desire, you yeah. know, and then what you're going to start seeing is as, as you as you proceed on your journey, things begin to get larger and larger. Mm -hmm. Just like everything in the universe starts small and gets large. There's mm -hmm. nothing in the universe that just all of a sudden just, oh, it's humongous. Yeah. Even the elephant, a baby elephant starts small. Right. So everything starts small and proceeds to get larger. Mm -hmm. So if you stick to it, though, and you don't abort the seed yeah. of your desire. Mm -hmm. Because you got to remember, under those seven principles, there is something called mental gender, okay. which is the last law. Mm -hmm. The masculine-feminine principle within ourselves is the conscious mind and the subconscious mind. Mm -hmm. The conscious mind is masculine. The subconscious mind is feminine. Mm -hmm. Whatever seed of thought you feed to the subconscious mind, mm -hmm. it gives birth to. I love it. Whatever seed... Whatever your seed of belief is, the conscious mind does not stand in the way. It believes it back for you, and then you get manifestation. Right. It's also connected to the law of cause and effect, mm -hmm. which is right next to the law of mental gender. Mm -hmm. Cause and effect, you can't chain 